0: welcome to the regen biome podcast hi i'm your host, Jean felix tricott a certified integrative health practitioner level one and two certified in blood chemistry and functional lab testing i love helping people with gi issues weight loss mold exposure heavy metals mysterious problems and health optimization i love helping people get to the root cause of their health struggles and simplify healing. Ready to transform your health? Go to RegenBiome.com and click Book a Call. All the support is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy, please write a five-star review on iTunes or the platform of your choice. Enjoy the podcast, and please share this with anyone that this would help. Welcome to the Regent Biome Podcast. So today, episode thirteen, here we come. So I'm really excited about this episode because we are going to be talking about a specific genetics that I'm really passionate about. So in, a lot of people have this gene variant, or some people could, would want to say can call it uh, a gene mutation, but so this is a really impactful genetics uh, in regards to environmental toxins and the thousands of chemicals. Uh, that we're being exposed on a day to day basis, especially in this modern era. So, and um, we're going to be talking about an, a herbicide uh, that we most people know about, glyphosate, and the negative impact on this gene variant as well, and on the health of newborns as well, even further uh, because of the responsibility of this genetic in the detoxification of this super invasive compound. So definitely is something we're going to be chatting about today and the connection also in the rise of mental health issues based on the exposure of glyphosate as well too and how this, uh, it's a really impactful genetics. So uh, and it's not so that we're going to zoom in so, so much because there's a lot more things to really consider into this uh, when it comes down to genomics and it's not just one thing. It's a, it's a whole, you know, there's a whole variety of other genetics that um, that does play a, a big key role in this. So yeah, so this is what we're going to be talking about today. So again, as a reminder, before we get started, any of the information shared in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is for learning purposes only. Always refer to your medical doctor before making any changes to your diet or supplement regimen. Okay, so let's dive into uh, this today. So I will be speaking about that gene uh, called the PON1 gene, so P-O-N-1 gene, specifically the RS662, known as serum peroxinase 1 gene. So so the PON1 gene helps the body detoxify organophosphate toxins found in pesticides or herbicides like Roundup, which is well-used. Still worldwide, um, it's, it's so detrimental. It's crazy that this chemical is still being allowed to be used on lawns, and even just go to simply go to Canadian entire here in Canada and to use it. It's 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 ludicrous. But anyways, I digress. We'll we'll, we'll dive into this. So, and it's found on gene- genetically modified foods like soy, corn, or wheat, and there's many other ones too that 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 are being used that it is being used on. So uh, so the role of the PON1 gene is to give the body's instruction to make enzymes that helps us detoxify from pesticides, herbicides, and neurotoxins that can damage the nervous system. So that's, that's a big problem. Uh, I mean, mental health issues is just on the rise for some really uh, relevant reasons. So and also with the PON1, so it's a potent antioxidant. So its its role it's, it is uh, an anti-inflammatory, an anti-apoptotic enzyme. So meaning it it's an anti-cell death. So make sure that your cell don't die. So <laughs> we want that. We want to make sure of that. And so it's mostly make in the liver. And it's found circulating tightly bound and attached to HDL cholesterol. So that's really important. A lot of people, so HDL is known as the the good cholesterol. So it helps prevent um, the HDL and LDL cholesterol from oxidation. So lipid oxidation is a bad news for the body. So we just don't, we don't want that happening. So a lot of people like in myself with excess iron overload, And with a a, one variant, so I'm not homozygous, meaning I don't have two copies of the PON1 uh, RS622 genes, but I have one copy. Thanks, mom. So because my mother also has one copy of this gene, so but I cannot blame it on her. What can we do? We just need to know how to optimize it, right? So, and the problem with this is. When lipid oxidation uh, comes in, so it creates oxidative stress, and so obviously oxidative stress, inflammation goes in and in hand. So if oxidative stress goes high, inflammation will go will will go high as well too. So it's vice, vice versa, and then and that increases your risk of arterial problems. So this is why testing homocysteine is so important. You can test on blood chemistry oxidized LDL as well um MPO as well which is such a myeloproxase it's such an underused uh, marker and it's not that expensive as well too mostly in the U.S. is available but yeah so the thing with that the PON1 gene so multiple studies showed that the PON1 gene resulted in helping to decrease levels of oxidative stress related diseases so such as cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic liver failure, HIV infection, autism, Alzheimer's, ADHD's, and so many others. So super impactful. And then it also helps protect the body from the metabolites of homocysteine. So when we break down homocysteine, there's a metabolite that comes from it. And that compound is really toxic. So and the PON1 genes helps detoxify that to prevent further damage to the body. And then it is also uh, a calcium-dependent enzyme, meaning... Without calcium, it cannot turn on. It cannot work. This is why when it comes down to biochemistry, I cannot stress enough the importance of cofactors, right? There's so many genetics, uh, like a CBS, which if you have a CBS gene, does not. And a lot of people have a, a, a lot of CBS variants, which can create an abundance and surplus of ammonia, which we don't want that. So ammonia is really invasive for the gut. It's invasive for the brain. And it will deplete a lot of other things. But as the simple zinc and B6 deficiencies will affect the CBS, which if the CBS genetics does not work, guess what we can't make? Glutathione. So glutathione is essential antioxidant, the mother of our antioxidants in the body, which we need uh, to detoxify from so many environmental toxins and compounds, including in glyphosate and uh, many other things that we breed in every single day. So those are great studies. Um, so in the, we call it, it, it is called the Camecos Cohort Study. So it's called, it stands for the Center for the Health Assessment of Mothers and Children. Of Salinas, so which is a community university partnership that studies the impact of pesticides and allergen exposures to pregnant women and their children. So mostly, and then the potential effect of these exposures on growth, neural development, and respiratory disease. So this study. So what they found um, is that in newborns, they may be twenty-six to fifty times so uh, more at risk. Uh, to, uh, when they are exposed to, this, uh, to organophosphates and chemicals. Um, so that means they are 260 times uh, percent to 500% more susceptible to exposure to certain organophosphate compounds than other newborns. So just like glyphosates. And the most susceptible newborns may be 65 to, to 130 times more sensitive to those compounds and pesticides so the thing is with babies they aren't fully developed so their gene their genes are not fully activated yet so this is why mothers it is a must if you have and i think screening for the pon one gene is so important because you can help your child your your children and your child and you you you, you're not even your newborn so um inside of you growing that needs everything possibly um, to, to, you know, to prevent any further development issue. So this is highly important. Like I said, again, for mothers that are looking to conceive to know their PON1 gene status is so important. We can't stress that enough. So the great studies. So in regards to the impact of organophosphate compounds, such as glyphosate. So um, especially in the PON1 genetics and very important. So, uh, let's talk a bit more about glyphosate itself so i mean it's going to be a, a big deep dive into this this episode might be a little bit longer than expected but that's good it's going to be i'm really excited about this um to really highly topic um i'm very passionate about this so because this is such an invasive compound that has impacted everybody and even myself which i'll talk about how to test for that but um, even somebody that it takes ex- really good care of my of my health, and especially when it when it comes down to the food that I eat, uh, that I eat uh, just to make you know to reduce my levels of glyphosate, it's even though I still get impacted by this. So I must practice daily lifestyle changes, and you know many things like saunas to make sure I expel this invasive compound. So. Glyphosate was first patented by Stuffer Chemical Co. as a strong metal chelator. Remember that. Originally designed to clean mineral scaling out of boiler systems. So basically, it was patented in 1961 for such purposes as the scaling mineral deposits out of the pipes. So it's that's a huge major thing. The body operates on minerals. We need, you know, it's the spark plug of light. Big problem. Especially in the soil as well as things grow. Um, so it was acquired by Monsanto, well-known name, in the 1970s and bought from uh, Monsanto by Bayer in uh, 2018, or I recall. So glyphosate is now mostly used as an herbicide. So it's a desiccant and is patented as a broad-spectrum antibiotic. <laughs> it kills <laughs> the good bugs. We don't want this in the soil. And it's, yeah, and it stays quite some quite some time so between 2005 and 2014 13.42 13, billion pounds were sprayed worldwide let that sink in that's that's pretty darn scary when you know exactly what this what this thing can do so the current glyphosate usage is estimated at 2 billion pounds each year globally so and the thing is Glyphosate is promoted as being um, biodegradable, but it has a half-life of 21 years on sand soil and 30 years on heavy clay soil. That's a huge issue. So from the time it's being sprayed or applied, it will last at least 21 years. Well, we're, we're spraying this every single year. Now, count this. So, I mean, it's been starting to be used in, my goodness, in agriculture in the 1970s. So, count every single year. That's what we're talking about over 200 plus years, if not if not more. So, huge issue. So, what foods are generally being uh, impacted by or glyphosates or, you know, the annual? So, I have a beautiful graph here. Um so on the average annual use of glyphosate, so on different types of crops, so soybeans, corn, cotton, fallow, wheat, ah, it's crazy. I mean, the amount of pounds a year, just on wheat, it says 8,600,000 pounds a year. Uh, and I think that's even more for the U.S., so that's pretty insane Citrus, shorghum, almonds, grapes, sugar beets, tree nuts, sunflowers, rice, beans, peas, stone fruits, uh, on pasture as well too, on the grass, huge issue, barley, canola, I mean, welcome to Canada. <laughs> what do we have here in the west of Canada? Canola field, a ton of them. You think that does not that you know that glyphosate is not being used? Yeah, it is. It certainly is. And it, it just runs in the water as well, too. So uh apples, alfalfa, peanuts, sugarcane, hoats. Hoats is a big one. Oh, this is why organic hoats is so important. But not only this, there's specific types. So my favorite one is the one from Costco from one degree. Which is tested for glyphosate. So you should like a bed in quicker, which I'll talk about that. It's pretty nasty stuff. Mr. Quicker is like not helping you. Uh, so sweet corn, tomatoes, potatoes, avocados, olives, pomegranates, stone fruit like crazy. So there's a huge amount of things. So, okay. And now you ask is glyphosate non toxic? Non toxic. So Mocento has argued. That glyphosate is harmless to humans because our cells don't have the shikimate, uh, the shikimate pathway, biological pathway, which is the pathway that glyphosate disrupts to kill plants. However, our gut bacteria does have this pathway inside of them. That's a big problem, right? So we depend upon. These bugs, so this, the supply us uh, from these bugs that supply us with essential amino acids produced through the pathway and with many other nutrients such as like, you know, your vitamins uh, and short chain fatty acids that helps and repair the intestinal tract. So the problem with glyphosate is that by killing these bacteria in the shikimate pathway, which again, it's the root used by good bacteria, fungi, algae, parasites, and plants for biosynthesis of aromatic amino acids. So those amino acids are so important. So those are essential amino acids that we must, that the body actually produced. So uh, phenylalanine, tyrosine, and tryptophan. So tyrosine, what does it get used for? Making thyroid hormone. We need proper tyrosine levels to make thyroid, uh, proper thyroid function. That's a huge problem. Tryptophan, how about that? <laughs> Who doesn't have sleep problems? Low melatonin, low serotonin, depression. Hey, you know. So which all three of are, 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 are these amino acids are so important precursors of making or ne- neurotransmitters like serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, and adrenaline. So which directly impacts how we think, feel, and act every single day. So it's a major problem. So now get this. So you need tryptophan to produce serotonin and b three. Okay, our bodies don't make tryptophan and have to get it from the diet and the healthy bugs. So low tryptophan levels can lead to a disease called pellagra, which causes diarrhea, dermatitis, dementia, and even death. And that all simply caused by a really a a low B three, which used to be a big problem. So now, uh, if you don't have that tryptophan to actually convert that B three into NAD, so If you don't have B3, you cannot make energy. So low tryptophan leads to low B3. Low B3 leads to low NAD. And low NAD leads to poor mitochondrial function, which good luck trying to make hormones, detoxify the body, or simply staying alive. So a lot of people just taking NAD, which is some contradiction as well, that more NAD can do damage, which that's going to be for another show, because uh, certain... You know, microphages uses NAD, so like the, the M2 ones, inflammatory ones, in some cases of people with excess M2. So you might be feeding the wrong guys at this time and place. So uh, this is why you can see a lot of people with muscle atrophy in some cases so that the body can actually make energy itself <laughs> because it needs to get the tryptophan in order to convert that B3. So you could see, uh, you know, the body's trying to get the tryptophan from the muscles. So that's catabolism. That's not good. You're starving the body. So yes, eat your protein. So how many people on blood chemistry, if you have poor... um, Hydrochloric acid—that you're going to lead to a lot of, you know, bile, isu- bile issues as well. So if you don't have enough hydrochloric acid, you won't be able to activate also your bile, which emulsify fats, and then fats are really useful and really important in absorbing your minerals as well too. So there's a whole lot of a huge chain of event can happen from that. So since depression is associated with low brain serotonin, right, and antibiotics. Antibiotics kills the good bug that make tryptophan. You know, would you think, can it increase mental health issues? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Is it safe to say that antibiotics have a high likelihood of causing depression? Well, certainly, if you have some also some genetics predisposition that also have, you know, uh, you have a harder time converting that tryptophan into serotonin to make 5-HTP, uh, to help you for sleeping, for melatonin production, can certainly disrupt the brain, right? So, the shikamine pathway is so important. So, this is why glyphosate attacks that simple, uh, that, that incredible pathway that is so useful. So, yeah, no, it's wrong that it does not affect, affect the, bo- the body, the, the human body. Yeah, it does. certainly does. So, for example... So when glyphosate is used on wheat crops, so right it's normally used a few days prior to harvesting the wheat, so what they do is they spray the fields and then the wheat basically dies off and it's nice, it becomes nice and crispy for the compounding machine to come in and harvest. So they do the same thing uh, with hoat crops. so pretty nasty. And so now you think like all these all the wheats going to alter the silo on top of that and then uh it stays there or well like with, with corn we see this happening a lot and then talk about we have a mixture of glyphosates we have a mixture of aflatoxins mold on top of that we're killing the liver we're killing the shikimic pathway we're depressed we're feeding ourselves with G- <laughs> with GMO corn on a day-to-day basis for a lot of people all these pesticides so you could see how uh, all bad of, uh, of a thing it it you know it's um can create a big wave of issues pretty darn quickly and over time and still to this day i mean so many people so many people are even using that on their lawn kids are playing on the ground dogs and animals do you think they're not being impacted yeah they are too little or or little furry pets are really being impacted by that you know the parks the lawns the golf course all of that stuff if you near if you live nearby and close to these these places and parks and yeah I really hope that you have a son in your home and that you're actually practicing, you know, weekly, daily detoxification lifestyle practices in order to reduce your, your levels. Um, because we're, it's not, it's not when you get it, you all get exposed. It's, it's like, you know, it's not if it's, it's, it's not when, I mean, that's to say that I, that's some, this is something that I always say with mold, but, um, anyways, I digress. Um. But that's the thing. Like, we're all going to be exposed to it. There's just no escaping it with the amount of billion pounds being sprayed globally. So, and again, Mr. Quicker is not your best friend. So ditch that hose. If you go to Costco, do not purchase. We vote with our dollar, you know. So vote with your dollar. Buy from a proper person or, or a company that will actually test, that will actually do the best in the possibility Um to actually limit exposure, it's so important because yes, you know, even in organic foods, you're still being exposed in sm- smaller degrees because it's an inevitable. Even though if they don't use it on the crops, you know, water, air, rains, all of that stuff, it does matter. So to say that, oh, I'm just because, so then what's the point of eating organic? Well, that's the point. You're reducing your level. So why you should be eating? Like I think I I strongly believe you. I mean, you do you do you, but. I, I strongly always recommend eating organic as much as possible and cleaning our fruits and vegetables and detoxifying. So important. We cannot not go about it. So glyphosate doesn't just affect the gut bugs, right? So it creates a storm of hormone mass by mimicking estrogen and disrupting this uh, cytochrome P450 enzyme in the liver of our phase one liver detoxifications, which impacts all hormones. All our CYPs. So this is why when I do test on people's clients' genetics, Yeah, your CYP1A1, right? So it helps remove uh, compounds of estrogen. So your 2-hydroxyl and uh, other CYP1B1. So that's your more toxic estrogen compound uh, for hydroxyl that basically uh, your COMT genetics and your GSH as well, glutathione pathway is those two are really responsible in uh, converting that toxic compound that can lead to breast cancer to prostate cancer, right? And same with the uh, CYP3A1, uh, A3, (laughs) 3A4, sorry. I mean, there's so many CYP enzymes, which actually helps metabolize uh, 50% of your drugs and, um, you know, medical drugs as well, too. So, uh, I mean, imagine you're actually downregulating a lot of these things. A lot of things can build up in the body. So by just doing that. So this is why glyphosate is is so 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 disruptive. And so how many people are drinking out of uh, plastic water bottles, right? Uh, the the amount of plastics we're being exposed today, people are estrogen estrogen dominance, male estrogenic dominance. We are in a phase in an epidemic of the male species being literally, oh my gosh. I can t- I can say. I mean, I, I, I can see it clearly from my own eyes. It's not it's not complicated. Just go to Costco and see how many guys uh are ex uh, are, you know or estrogen dominant. A whole lot, let me tell you that. So men boobs are not normal, my friends. So if you're growing net men boobs, that's a big issue. So, you know, limit your your plastic exposure is a huge issue. But if you're eating glyphosate on top of that, I mean, you're just adding on to your estrogen bucket. So estrogen dominance, you know, and a lot of people in the sea in some of these genetics are a higher propensity towards, yeah, ovarian cancers, uh, towards uh, prostate cancers. So you're just adding on to that. So, and so the, the CYP enzymes so this serves a really important role, right, in the body. So, uh, including making bile acids, again, detoxification, you cannot not have bile, that's the beautiful soap that helps code the small intestine to make sure to prevent us from any uh, pathogens and infections and things like that, and emulsify our fat, so activating vitamin D, so important, um detoxify and so detoxifying many toxic chemicals and break down prescription drugs like i said so um the thing is with uh with glyphosate so it chelates and binds uh, tightly to important minerals like cobalt right which we need for b12 big issues a lot of people who does not have methylation issues right manganese which manganese helps us detoxify other environmental compounds so like um gas and fuel exhaust from vehicles and cars right and zinc right which also zinc is important cofactors for all the cyps enzymes which you need zinc it's so important for so many things as well as you know your whole glutathione pathway when you go down into all the biochemistry it's crazy All, all zinc is is used a lot of people you know we talk about magnesium but Zinc is so important. So important. Uh, so And now that makes it unavailable for the cells to get. So that's, that's a huge issue. So, but not only this, it affects, yes, the phase one liver detoxification pathway, but it also disrupts the phase two liver detoxification, you know, by disrupting the sulfate synthesis uh, and sulfate transport, which impacts the genes like the MTHFR, which a lot of people like to talk about it. Newsflash. You, we all have mthfr it's which variants do you have right so i have 100 percent activity of mthfr yes I, I can i can say I'm fortunate uh but you're not broken or a mess without it you know um with variants in it it's just you're more predisposed to certain things but you just have to optimize it right the comt but I have a slower COMT myself huge issue for a lot of people mtrr mtR as well and so in all the b the b12 and b9 all of that just plays a key role uh, because they have to compensate. So basically what what happened is when your sulfate pathway uh, gets downregulated, your other methylation genes has to kick in in order to actually detoxify, you know, uh, estrogenic compounds, chemicals that the sulfate, the salt genes we call uh, are responsible for. So to help compensate, which is a huge issue. So now, which is COMT is so important in metabolizing what? estrogen so what about estrogen dominance now you already have too much estrogen from the plastics from the glyphosates from the food you eat all of that stuff and now your serum is not working properly your salt is not working properly for sulfation (laughs) what is your chances to actually become and have issues a ton and then it also glyphosate also down regulates over two hundred and ninety enzymes, uh, in biological pathways in the human body. Big, big, big issue. So now we, we you would ask, where does glyphosate hide? So uh, it hides in the digestive system, right? So from food contamination, so like the gallbladder, large intestine, stomach, pancreas, small intestine, pancreas. Oh, wait, can this potentially affect? You know, let's call glucose issues. um absolutely. It can messes exo- up it can mess up a lot of these key enzymes and receptors in the pancreas, right? Um, so that can stimulate and help with insulin. So the stomach, gallbladder, I mean, how many people have gallbladder problems? It's crazy. And the large intestine as well. So, I mean, gut bugs. Let's go. Let's kill all the good, good bugs and hope for the best. Good luck. Uh, brain and sinuses, right? So far, especially the people that are, um, well, I mean, everybody just taking more in. But uh, the one specifically, the lungs, affecting the lungs for people spraying it in fields or at home on on your lawn. So, just just stop that stuff. So, get over your your weeds. Take them out like they're supposed to. Uh, by hand, there's other ways to do it. Uh, and then collagen integration of all joints. That's a problem. Huge, huge issue. So glyphosate loves collagen, and I'll explain why. And so how many people with rheumatoid arthritis? Right? A ton. So, and again, some clinical correlations to glyphosate, so food allergies and sensitivities, connective tissues, weakness, so ACL tears, this degeneration, a lot of people does osteoarthritis hip knee and shoulder replacements anxiety depression chronic brain inflammation uh birth defects multiple miscarriages uh, autism middle age memory issues memory loss dementia chronic lyme uh with advanced n- neurological and joint issues so and the thing is because so we have to talk about the whole collagen thing because um I mean, the body is is made of collagen in, in many ways, we have a ton of it. So, where is collagen found? So, uh, it's main component. It's the main component in connective tissue. So, we're talking about ligaments, tendons, cartilage. Right? Um, it's the main structural protein in the, ben, the basement membranes. Uh, make it's, it makes up two to six percent of our muscle fibers. Makes up seventy-five to eighty percent of tendons and ligaments. Makes up ninety percent of our bones. So, now we're talking if glycine is binding on to collagen or replacing a specific thing we call glycine which I'll talk uh that's that's a big big problem uh the central nervous system right is also made of um of collagen so uh it's the so collagen is made up of the brain and spinal cord are completely enclosed by connective tissues right so all connective tissues are made out of collagen type so it's very important so collagen in human tissues and glyphosate. So what does it do? So collagen makes up over 30% of the proteins in our body. So type 1 and type 3 is make up about 90% of collagen in the whole body. And glycine is every third amino acid in collagen, making up 33% of the amino acids used to make collagen. So under normal circumstances, so normal collagen needs proper manganese and copper minerals. So now when you say... Okay, so what's the, what, you know, glyphosate is a mineral chelator. So now what about if we're depleting our manganese, which is important to detoxify from environmental toxins, fumes and gas and all of that stuff. And also with copper, copper, like we're talking thyroid, we're talking liver health, we're talking, um, you know, low copper and issues with things like hydrogen peroxides, hair graying, huge issue. Um, so glyphosate accumulation an integration into these collagen fibers so basically it it integrates itself into the collagen fibers right by acting as an analog for glycine so it replaces glycine so um they they really look alike and so what happens it creates rigid and brittle collagen which you know it seems to be the primary reason for low cross-linking of fibers where you'll have injuries huge problems so you have collagen degradation uh, and a lot of people with, with joints issues. There's many other studies, which I've not even linked to. Uh, but in a lot of people, um, kids, also in sports, many, many fractures and things. So, um, and there's some huge correlation. So, I mean, this whole thing with correlation and causation. But as to how, how can this actually impact, I mean, imagine this. You have all these kids working out or playing soccer, football, whatever, you know, on these fields full of glyphosates day in and day out all the time and it's it's just i mean it's these are thoughts that i think about um and i think we have to be aware of that and making that change is so important and um, so how can we know what our current levels of exposure are so thus far the best way is through urine testing so which is available on Regenbiome biome online lab store so on my lab store so you can actually. Uh, there's a test called the, envir- the EnviroTox, uh, which it tests for 39 common environmental toxins and metabolites, and glyphosate is included into that. So it tests for glyphosate. It's a pretty darn comprehensive panel, and I, I love this panel, and the reason why, so I was like, oh, you're biased. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, of course. Uh, but there's it's a great tool for teaching and learning purposes it's not to say this is an excretion of the body so this is why I want this to I want people to understand okay so this can be a great tool it does not mean that when you see elevations like oh my gosh you're dying or you're a mass and not, no but it's your level of exposures so are you being exposed in high al- amounts or low amounts right it doesn't mean that if it's slow example that you should not be practicing daily de- you know, Uh, lifestyle practices in order to help you detoxify from this invasive compound. No, you should. Everybody should, right? Uh, But at least if you see high levels of glyphosate and plastics and PCBs and other gas and chemicals, yeah, so that means for yourself, like, you're highly being exposed to it. So why don't we actually move in the right direction to uh, making sure that we help and support the body, clear those out a lot better and see over time you could retest and see if your level of exposure is a lot less and if the body's clearing clearing out well. Right. So uh, and so as as you start clearing it more out, your level should be going down. But if you're, you know, still pounding it on the lawn and all of that and then uh, you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, of course, it's going to build up. I mean, uh, good luck. I mean, what about years of building up a new collagen? Now, you're a lot at higher risk, and a lot of people also have genetic predisposition towards ligament problems, disc problems, uh, rotator cuff problems uh, of higher risk towards injuries. So now, top that up on top of this with this, with glyphosate being invasive to collagen. I mean, you could take all the collagen you want, but I mean, if you're still being exposed to pesticides and herbicides like Roundup yeah so especially that one the whole the whole topic is on that so which your pon1 gene your pon1 gene is so important um so not that this you know so we're going to talk about more about the pon1 gene again but um so again and this environmental toxin so panel it actually tests um it analyzes your body's levels of common pesticides herbicides plasticizers Preservatives uh, and excessive environmental exposure again. So, really, uh, really, really important. So, and I'm going to be putting all the links in the show notes uh, to have access to at home lab testing with the Region Biome Lab. So, uh, right now, currently, it's available for uh, Canada and most countries and United States specifically. So, uh, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. So, you can order any labs that are being available right now. But uh, and the, to create an account, it's free. So it does not cost you anything. And every single lab will come with a um, with a 30 minute one on one consultation to go over the results, as well as a health analysis that I do uh, prior to going over those results with you. And then uh, so soon, blood work panels will also be available. Uh, for USA and Canada so Canada is going to be specifically right now for Edmonton and Calgary Alberta and Montreal so for in Quebec so but otherwise it's going to be uh, blood chemistry and blood work will be available all across uh, the United States except uh, New York and New Jersey if I recall but other than that it's going to be available for purchase as well a la carte and then you can add whatever you like. And if you have questions, you can always let me know. So let's continue. So what can we do to reduce exposure and detoxify from herbicides such as glyphosate and support our PON1 gene? So the number one thing that we can do first is testing your gene. So uh, it's really important to know whether or not you have the variance of the PON1 gene. Uh, RS662, which does other one also in the PON1 that are responsible in the intensity of Lyme exposure. Uh, which I do on, in my more comprehensive panel. Uh, which, but this, the, the PON1 gene in the research, the RS662, is uh, the most impactful one when it comes down to detoxifying from herbicides and pesticides and all of environmental chemicals. So it's really important. So number one thing, so uh, genetic testing, so how can we go about it? So by the way, I have to say, so next week or this week coming up uh, on our next episode, I have the amazing Dr. Christy Sutton, uh, and she's the author of the book, Genetic Testing, Defining Your Path to a Personalized Health Plan, who is a chiropractor also, and is uh, she also specializes in genomics. So, and she's a big fan of the PON1 gene, so I'm sure we're going to be addressing it. Um, but so Dr. Christie will we'll talk about. She did design an incredible little panel, so a few. But right now, I'm working on. Um, I'm going to be working on possibly with her and see if we if there's a possibility that her software can actually convert the raw data from the company that I use myself, because it's thus far the uh, the genetic testing that I use myself in the, in my practice with clients is the most comprehensive one, the most. I would say, not self-explanatory, yes, the one that makes the most sense because most, this is why DIY genetic testing does not work. It does not work. It's just a whole mess for people. Let me just take a sip of water. There is a whole lot of people doing DIY, and by all means, I have done, so thus far, I have done eight genetic testing myself. So I know. So I'm well, I I know well, (laughs) I know really well how DIY testing looks like. I mean, you have a bunch of information, and you're just completely clueless as to you cannot design somebody's just a, a supplement, an automated supplement based on, on their genetics. You just can't. You can't. You need to assess this person's epigenetics, their exposure to to toxins, their exposure. Like, how are they dealing with life? Are they stressed or not? Right? Obviously, everybody is, but there's there's you know there's levels. What are the current blood work? What are the current HTMA? Like, this is why you have, it's a a whole spectrum. You have to look at multiple things to combine and combine all of those to have proper assessment for somebody. This is why functional genomics is a must. It's so important. Uh, Not to say I will not stop somebody, but I had done my 23andMe. A lot of people, yes, data collection, it's a real thing. So just be aware but I had done my 23andMe in a whole day. So I was able to use that raw data and upload it into Dr. Uh, Christy Sutton's uh, um, detoxification patenol, which obviously there's, there's a whole lot of information, but there's a whole lot of digging that comes with it, which is, is why going through with somebody to explain and go through that data is really important. So you need to have a full assessment. But so on a report, it is built into it. Uh, so that's going to be a great one to do so you can actually get that. So I can put that in the show notes or we're going to put that into the next episode. Uh, but yeah, so number two, eating organic as much as possible. It's so important, especially the products um, above, right? So what we talk, so things like all these, these foods that are being uh, sprayed on. With glyphosate. So we have to make sure that uh, the environmental work group, uh, working group is a great one. EWG.org is a great place to start. So the, working with the dirty dozen and removing the most common and toxic uh, fruits and vegetables that are mostly impacted by chemicals and, and pesticides and herbicides and, and all of that. So uh, things that don't have a shell, um, it's, it's really notorious, right? So all your berries, for example, like always organic. So important. Um, And it's about limiting our exposure, right? It's not about not being exposed. Good luck, right? We live in, you know, 2020, it's 2023, my friends. You're not going to not get exposed to chemicals. And this is more about let's remove the garbage that comes in instead of, you know, because I'm a big fan of nutraceuticals. And supplements, absolutely. I think it's a must in this in this world and era. Try to survive and live in 2023 without that. Good luck. I mean, we don't live in the Himalayas up in the mountain, and without, and even there, you're still going to be exposed nowadays because it's so invasive that the amount of chemicals are, are being sprayed everywhere. And I'm not neurotic and, and going around. Oh my gosh! Like I'm walking here, I'm like, oh my gosh, this field. No. Don't become this person that you know. And I, I, I went through this because of fearing everything. No, you cannot become orthorexic about everything, uh, and just create and do what you the best that you can, right? To limit your exposure. That's it. Um, so again, proper basic multivitamin and antioxidants. You know, there's so many biochemistry biochemical pathway that relies on on on, on, on minerals. And vitamins, so important first, and making sure that we optimize the gut, right? So the intestinal tracts, like as you can see, so you need a proper gut functions in order to, a lot of chemicals and heavy metals as well, or metabolize in the gut. Uh, by those little bugs, those good bugs. So if you're killing the gut bacteria, and I have yet seen somebody that has uh, any sort of gut imbalances, right? So if you're complaining or you're being concerned about methylation, you will not have proper methylation detoxification without proper gut functions. You just can't, right? So, gut brain axis, so how our bugs are acting, our intestine are, are acting, affects the brain. So, if you have stressor there, it does. I mean, and the thing is, most, a lot of bugs, the problem is the opportunistic bugs, they know when you're stressed. They have receptors on them that tells you when you are stressed. So when you're stressed, they're like, oh, perfect. JF is stressed right now. Let's go and make babies and grow. And voila. So it creates the perfect environment. So reducing stress, I would say it would be another one is just so important. We just must, must, must reduce stress levels. And, um, you know, I have stress reduction pr- practices, right? Whether it's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's going for a beautiful walk, whether it's just turn off your phone, right? Honor that. Oh, yeah, JF, it's so easy to say. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> my phone can stress <laughs> stress the fuck out of me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm driven to more dopamine. I know my cheese, but I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm a mess because of that. No, absolutely. I choose, we choose how we react to things. Right, I have to remind myself too. I'm not perfect, um, and so and again, remember that the PON1 gene requires calcium as a cofactor to to be promoted. Right, so if you're a female uh, breastfeeding, and you would just have to make sure that we get proper uh, proper nutrients for those little kiddos, babies. Right, and often this the the side part of this is you know a lot of people honestly don't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, but also you cannot be blindsided and think that you are being invincible in a sense of you're not being exposed or it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal, right? It's all about accumulation. You may not feel or think that you're being exposed as much or it's not harming you as much right now. What about years of accumulation, right? I'm the canary in a coal mine. I'm more sensitive. So here's the thing. I'm a lot more sensitive to most chemicals and I feel it, right? I can smell things miles away. So which is I'm actually thankful to that and how more impactful they are right now for me, because I'm like, oh, cool. That tells me shit's going down. Let's let's act, let's do, and let's not wait, right? So again, uh things that are promoters uh that for the Pon 1 genetics, right? Even though if you don't know if you have a variant or not, right? These are good things to know. So selenium, right? Selenium is really important to also promote glutathione production. You need to have proper selenium. So I think two brazil nuts a day is great. I think it's it's proper practice to do for everybody. Again, you have to watch out your intake of selenium, right? Not to go too, too much over 200 microgram. So microgram, MCG. Again, this is not medical advice, but a lot of people, if you're pounding bags of, of brazil nuts, also, don't overdo it. Not so good. They're not there to just snack on and snack on. No, 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 no. Virgil nuts are not a snack. They're not. <laughs> Gives you proper amounts of selenium and some other minerals, really, but small amounts. Small amount. EGCG. Again, EGCG from grain tea can be good, but also knowing in genetics, it could also be helpful because not everyone does well. It, it can be an inhibitor of other... Uh, cyp enzyme pathways too blueberries great antioxidant it has many many benefits uh, so I love my blueberries especially if you have your blueberries on Mondays Mondays are stressful days uh like genetically and then it's just funny how um the body is wired but knowingly it's a great thing so I love to start mondays with like a lots of blueberries uh with a bit of protein and maybe some walnuts it's Wonderful tool for fat loss as well. Curcumin, uh, which I'm on a curcumin journey right now. Okay, cool. I know what I'm, a, I'm, what I'm more exposed or more driven towards to. So with my genetics. So curcumin is good, but for inflammation, a lot of people are taking it for inflammation and joint pain and all of that. But here's the thing. It's a MAO inhibitor. MAO, uh, monoamine oxidase enzymes are there to break down your neurotransmitters. Right? Very important. Uh, also as histamine. Uh, huge thing so if you're slowing down by taking curcumin that's a problem so some people add genetics like slow MAO, which you can have a buildup of these um adrenaline norepinephrine all these things in the brain which is not good right so be aware of that so those are the things you got to be uh you know aware of and know so which i'm using it because of excess iron. so again um and these compounds uh, can also, like curcumin, can speed up certain liver enzymes, like the CYP3A4, which also can slow down the breakdown of pharmaceuticals, right, of drugs and our phase one liver detoxification. So, and it also is responsible at clearing the 16-hydroxyl estrogen. So, obviously, if you're slowing that down and you have a buildup of, of uh, estrogen, and, uh, and pushing more estrogen of that compound, yes, of course. So in, in the research, the CYP3A4 excess, so it has shown excess of this also can create a higher risk towards um, prostate cancer in male and then ovarian cancers in female. So knowing your genes is very important. So things like DIM, all right, can help actually uh, mimic the effect, remove the uh, the negative impact of you Know of a, a TT variant in the CYP3A4, so which I do take because I have the genetics myself and I have a slower CYP3 uh CYP1A1, which is for the two hydroxyl estrogen. So I want to make sure that you know, um, I, that is upregulated. So DIM, so DIM, again, you got to know your your estrogen levels and see you don't, you don't want to push. Uh, these pathways too hard, and then to now be depleted and not have enough estrogen, right? That is also a problem. So we got to know that. Okay. And then so also, again, that's why knowing your phase one and and phase two liver detoxification genetics is really helpful. Uh, But it's not an end all be all. And you cannot just zoom in too too much all the time. But knowing that along the way uh, is really helpful, especially if you're on some uh, pharmaceutical compounds, I think knowing your genetics is um, is freaking important. So important. I mean, how many people, how many lives could we save from potential toxicity, uh, from Tylenol, from est- aspirin? I mean, you want you want um, cause bleeding inside of you? Yeah, aspirin does it. Like, it's, the warning labels is, is terrible. And a lot of people, and the new research coming out as well too, like, it's shown that aspirin is, is pretty terrible for bleeding um so you don't want to cause yourself inner bleeding so not good so just ditch that tylenol is a poison for for people uh it depletes your glutathione you should not be giving, i mean non medical advice you do you boo, but i mean tylenol is shown to impact the liver tremendously so if a kid or somebody that has a fever giving tylenol is not the best thing at all it, it, it depletes your glutathione which you need to fight so now you you're inhibiting it not good uh, okay, so sweating, so it would be so number four, sweating three to five times a week, as proven, it is proven, it will reduce your risk of cardiovascular uh, issue or risk, right? So um, stroke, like you know, reduce your, you, you can reduce your, your risk of stroke by doing uh, sauna practices. So I love an infrared sauna, like the Therasage, which I use every single week. Uh, 30 minutes, I I try to aim for 30 minutes, but again, if you're looking at your HTMA, you're doing some blood work, and you're, you know, your adrenal just taxed. don't go in crazy in the sauna, pace yourself, see what your body, when it gets uncomfortable, get out, you know, and work your way up, and then make sure you properly hydrate, you need to have proper minerals also to push out these chemicals, you must, right, this is why umic and phobics are so important at balancing mineral balance as well, um, and when you're using a sauna, uh, one of my great binders that I love and is actually formulated especially for that and has shown uh, incredible benefits in, in, in pulling that nasty compound of glyphosate out of the body. So, HMET binder from Cellcore, which I use. So, it's for heavy metal and environmental toxins, uh, especially targeted pesticides and so in, in the higher uh, pulling out of that. So, it's really rich in uh, umic. And fulvics, which fulvics are, you know, they modulates. They can create and help the body create what minerals it's missing in the body. Pretty, pretty uh, astounding as what it does. So, Uh, And it's got a little bit of zeolite. And it's got some broccoli sprouts, which is also great for your uh, superoxide dismutase uh, gene as well, too. A lot of people like myself had done regulations. Okay, Cool. So that's detoxify and support detoxification of hydrogen peroxide. So it's really important. So if you have some hair graying, this is really good. Okay, proper hydration, mineralization, like I said, right? Since Roundup is water soluble, so you want to make sure you hydrate. Uh, do not hydrate with tap water. Tap water is poison, you know? Uh, it's just, it, it, yeah, it's better than drinking from a stream. But again, I would still question it, but uh, it depends where you are. Uh, but I would say, you know, just making sure that you have proper, like I, I love, I do not have discount codes, which I'm going to put access links to subcore as well too. So you have to get it through a practitioner and I will offer all my uh, listeners a 15% off on all subcore products. It has to be used cautiously. HMET binder is a pretty darn strong binder uh, when you're pulling stuff out. Yes, understand that detoxifying the body requires energy. You need energy. So if you depleted your mitochondria, you cannot just go in into a harsh detox. This is why I do recommend starting up. So with cell core, the phase one is great. It started opening up the drainage pathway. It's got great mitochondrial support nutrients, but, but you can't forget also the basic minerals and nutrients that you need, right? So like um, I like a two-a-day uh, multivitamin from... Thorn example is one of them that I really like, which I'll put links to, uh, which also have a f- uh, 15% off on everything at Thorn as well, too. But HMT binder, great binder. You can start working yourself up with, a, um, you know, a more gentle one that's still comprised of humic and fulvics as well, too. Uh, which, you know, plants love and thrive in nature. So it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful synergy that uh, you mix and phobics. This is why I love like shilajit. Well, it's full of that stuff. So it's really important. Uh, and then they also use bioactive carbon technology, which actually helps the body repair itself. Uh, it boosts the immune system. It helps the delivery of other nutrients of your vitamins, which is why it's beautiful binders to combine with, uh, with your food even. So, Oftentimes in the industry, what we hear is a lot of people are taking binders like activated charcoal. It's not the same thing, my friends. So with cell core binders, it's because they have a very, 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 very low pH uh, in the two or three, which create, which meaning a lot. There's a lot of distortion in, in the industry with that. But a low pH, when it comes down to as a binder, it I mean, it actually means there's a lot of energy of binding capacity versus activated charcoal that is basically just burnt charcoal, uh, coconut shell, huge problem uh, for a lot of people. So there's not as much binding capacity and energy to carry toxins out, meaning that what about if there's not enough energy uh, to do the whole process, right? Is there, there's, there's risk of having things to be leached and completely, you know, think about having a big mop, you're, you're mobbing some stuff out, but as you're pulling it out, things are just leaking out. And, and and so instead of being fully trapped, so this is why I love these binders. And uh, so, starting like phase one is great, it's got to be uh, BCATP, which is great for mitochondrial functions, more phobics in there, more hydration. It's got the uh, CD minerals also in there. It's got some KL support with liver, uh, liver and kidney supports, So important before we start detoxifying, as well as biotoxin binder, which is a more uh, a more gentle. So if you're dealing with more pathogenic, more ammonia, it's a great binder to start up with. It uh, does bind onto environmental toxin. And then you can work your way through uh, with the HMET binder. So yeah, which is a great one. They do have a great detox kit as well for three months, uh, which I'll put that in. Um, as well is a great place to start, but don't forget your foundation. You must, must, must make sure that you, you start with your foundation. And then number seven, monitor your PON1 gene. So through blood chemistry, again, it's not directly connected to it, but we want to know, especially running a lipid panel, right? Basic lipid panel, running homocysteine for arteries. How's that, right? Because your PON1 is really responsible also in oxidation. So if if you're having a lot of cholesterol issues or oxidized LDL, which I'm going to have some panels available for that too. Uh, so that's going to be included in the uh, some many of the the panels um, that's going to be available at the region biome labs. But I have included uh, all these these um, these biomarkers. So almost CRP, MPO. Uh, so that's even from the basic panel. So my um, my 1.0 panel. So it actually has a full lipid panel. It has homocysteine, which a lot of people don't run. Uh, so if people are all worried with MTHFR, well, I you better run. You better run your homocysteine. If you're not, you're missing out. That's the whole point. CRP for inflammation as well to cardiovascular. MPO as well. When we look at um, monocyte degranulation. Degranul- Oh my goodness, I can't get that word. Um, but and monocyte activation, so right, so it's for infections. Great, great, great marker to use. So, and then again, uh, the last thing, testing your toxicity exposure, right? So, can we start there? Yeah, absolutely. If you may, if you want, hey, you have budget, no problem. Go ahead. I think it could be done once. It doesn't necessarily have to be run twice, so you don't have to. Uh, yes, of course, these functional lab testing comes under cost, but they're really uh, they're great for assessing our exposure. Right, it's a great it's a great teaching tool, coaching tool. So I love this more as a coaching tool versus as a again, it's not a diagnosis thing. No, not at all. Because that's not that's not what we do. We are, we're here to uh screen and see what the body is more exposed to and voila. So and then we go in and, and change the lifestyle habits. So we are wrapping up uh this episode at almost an hour already of me talking. This has been great, it's been fun. Um so Again, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions with anything, how to acquire and get yourself these labs. So again, everything's going to be in the show notes. So super excited to release this episode. It's going to be, I think it's going to be super impactful. Um, So yeah, I will talk, you know, you might consider as well, like I said, a little bit of a functional detox. It's good to do. Uh, it's more gentle, so again, my go-to is Cellcore, uh Bioscience. So they have a detox support kit, which is about three months, so that can be done on you know twice a year. Why not? We just need to tune up the body, which does has HMEt binder in it uh, in the fa- in the last in the last phase. So which I would always use a binder before entering a, inside of your sauna and post. So uh, and they do have a twelve hour live lifetime binding capacity in the body so which is you know absolutely great for that so making sure that nothing gets leached out so it's a must but yeah this is it one hour we're gonna be roll, you know ending this episode so thank you so much for listening again have a look at the show notes questions dm me and share this episodes uh if you feel that it's uh, very valuable for your family your loved ones your friends and or whatnot so Uh, greatly appreciated until next time so we're going to be tuning don't forget tune in on the next episode with dr christy sutton which i'm so excited to have on um yeah it's great so she's been a a blessing in my life when it comes down to uh, iron overload and so with her new course that she just released iron curse so and her coming up book but anyways until next time see you later Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Regen Biome Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or seeking private one-on-one health coaching, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, regenbiome.com or on Instagram at Gene Felix Surcot underscore JFT. Thanks again and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.